You are listening to The Pregnancy Podcast with Vanessa Merton. Hello, thank you for tuning into The Pregnancy Podcast. The full article and resources that accompany this episode can be found at pregnancypodcast.com forward slash travel. I want to thank Zoller for their support of this episode. You can save 25% when you buy it on Amazon. For the promo code and those details, go to pregnancypodcast.com forward slash vitamin. The reason that I love the prenatal from Zoller is because they don't cut corners when it comes to the ingredients that they include in their vitamin. And unfortunately, a lot of other companies do this. Zoller includes high quality ingredients like the active form of folate, which is body ready and eliminates the risk of unmetabolized folic acid. It contains DHA, which they source from algae, which means that it has higher purity. It's free of metals, dioxins, and pesticide residue. It's more stable, less oxidized, and it's easier to digest. They really include everything that you and your baby need during pregnancy, like choline and lutein. And I know that this all may sound like boring science, but these are vitamins and nutrients that are going to support not just you during your pregnancy, but also your growing baby. For all the details and the promo code to save 25%, go to pregnancypodcast.com forward slash vitamin. I also want to thank Mommy Steps for their support. And good news, if you are enjoying the Mommy Steps insoles, you can also get 20% off Form Insoles, which is their parent company. And this is a great opportunity if you want to buy a pair for your partner. I've been using Mommy Steps insoles for a couple years, and I love them. I'm not pregnant right now, but I still wear them regularly. The reason that I started wearing these in my last pregnancy was that there are a ton of issues that can happen to your feet when you're pregnant. Things like your arch collapsing, getting bunions, even going up a shoe size. And wearing insoles is going to help prevent these issues from happening. So do not wait until you're having problems with your feet because these issues can be lasting long after your baby's born. You can get 20% off when you use the promo code FEET at checkout. And to see those insoles, you want to go to pregnancypodcast.com forward slash FEET. This episode, we are talking about traveling during pregnancy. And you know that traveling can be challenging even when you're not pregnant. Maybe you're going to be taking a road trip or you're getting on a train or flying to another country. And this episode, we're going to talk about some tips, not just to stay healthy, but also to be as comfortable as possible and minimize any potential risks when you're traveling. For the most part, traveling is perfectly fine when you are pregnant. Barring any major complications, like maybe your doctor putting you on bed rest, there's no reason that you have to be confined in the city that you live in. And we travel for all kinds of things. You may have a trip for work. Maybe you want to visit some family or just take a vacation. Enjoy a baby moon before your baby gets here. And if this is your first pregnancy, you probably just have a short time until your family of two becomes a family of three. So this is a really good excuse 
to get out of town for a long weekend or a full vacation. Because once you have a baby, traveling is going to have a whole nother host of considerations. You have to bring a lot more stuff. If you can take a trip now, I do recommend it. The optimal time to travel, if you have the luxury of planning when you're taking a trip, is probably going to be the second trimester. And that's because this is generally the most well-liked trimester. If you have morning sickness early on in your pregnancy, hopefully that will have dissipated by about week 13. And in the second trimester, your hormones tend to even out a little bit. You're going to have more energy. And once you get to the third trimester, you're more prone to having less energy. Everything is bigger, which overall can make you a little bit more uncomfortable. And as you get closer to your due date, you might be nervous about straying too far from home because that means that you may not have access to your care provider and the venue where you were planning to have your baby is going to be further away. I know that sometimes we have to travel on dates that are out of our control, but if you can pick the time, the second trimester is going to be ideal. And that's definitely the optimal time if you are planning a baby moon which is essentially like a honeymoon happens after your wedding, but a baby moon happens before your baby arrives. Doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but cute name, that's what they call it. Let's start with talking about whether air travel is safe. The American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists has an official committee opinion on air travel, and they state that pregnant women can fly safely observing the same precautions for air travel as the general population. Now, they do address some precautions, and I'll link, of course, to their full committee opinion in the article on the website for this episode. And I also address all of the points that they bring up in this episode. Some airlines do not allow you to fly after 35 weeks. And the biggest reason for this is probably because they don't want you going into labor on an airplane. And I'm sure that you don't want that either. And if you're not quite at 36 weeks, which is the general cutoff, it still may be a good idea for you to travel with a note from your doctor, which is going to state your due date just in case your airline gives you a hard time. That way you have that documentation that you're not at 36 weeks yet. No matter where you are in your pregnancy, it's always a good idea to talk to your doctor or midwife before you travel. This gives them the opportunity to give you any recommendations specific to your pregnancy. This is especially important if you have any complications. And it's possible that your doctor or midwife could advise you to limit travel if you have a high-risk pregnancy that could, depending on your situation, include carrying twins or multiples, if you have gestational diabetes, placental abnormalities, or if you're at risk for preterm labor. Another thing that you're going to want to talk to your doctor or midwife about is where you're going. And if you're traveling to a third world country, it could be a good idea to be cautious about things like drinking bottled water. Some areas may have an increased risk for the Zika virus. And depending on where you're traveling, your care provider could even recommend vaccines for potential illnesses that you could be exposed to when you're traveling abroad. If you don't already have the phone number to your doctor or midwife pre-programmed into your phone and your partner's phone, do that before you travel. 
And if you're close to your due date, you may want to find a doctor or midwife in the city that you're traveling to, or at least know where the nearest hospital is. And if you're traveling to another state or another country, you also may want to look into how your health insurance covers you when you're out of your normal area. And speaking of insurance, if you look online for any recommendations on travel during pregnancy, something that comes up a lot is trip insurance. And this is especially recommended if you're planning a trip way in advance. And what trip insurance does in the event that something comes up and you need to cancel your trip, the insurance is going to help you recover some of those costs. I know often when I'm booking flights, especially long distance flights, I tend to go for those cheaper flights that don't have great refund policies. So that's something that trip insurance can help with. And it may also help cover any healthcare costs in the event that you needed to see a doctor when you were away from home. In general, trip insurance isn't too expensive. It's going to depend on the cost of your trip, but it is an added expense. And if you are going to purchase that, you want to know exactly what's covered. When you're traveling, you have two big objectives, right? You want to stay healthy and you want to be as comfortable as possible. So I want to run through some tips that are going to help you do that so you can keep those in mind if you have any travel coming up. If you are going through security at the airport and you're concerned about airport screening machines, they should be fine. I didn't find any research showing any negative effects to you or your baby. And if you're concerned about it, you can always request that you don't go through any type of scanner. And in lieu of that, they're going to do a pat down that may delay you a few extra minutes. And if you have ever had a pat down, they're pretty thorough. So they really pretty much touch you everywhere. Usually TSA is going to have a woman pat you down, which may make you a little bit more comfortable. But do just be prepared that that pat down is pretty thorough. When you're pregnant, your immune system is going to be slightly lowered. And I know that that sounds like a bad thing, but there is a purpose for that. Your immune system is lower because it's going to keep your body from rejecting your baby because our bodies are designed to detect foreign substances and to attack them to protect our own health. Now, the downside of your immune system being lower is that you're more susceptible to fighting off bacteria and viruses. When you're on an airplane, you're going to be breathing circulated air that could be contaminated with a whole host of things from all the people on your airplane. The healthier that you are before you get on a flight or before you do any travel, the better. And the best advice for that is to make sure that you're doing those basic things, that you're getting plenty of sleep, you're staying hydrated, you're eating well, and that you're taking a prenatal vitamin or any other supplements that you take to keep your immune system running in really tip-top shape. I have some kind of routines that I do when I fly. Anytime I get on an airplane, I bring some packets of emergency, and I pop those in a glass of water on a flight. I feel like it gives me some extra vitamin C and a little bit of an immune system boost. Of course, it could just be the placebo effect, but something I swear by. And I think that it helps. One thing I almost didn't include in this episode, just because it's slightly embarrassing, is that the first thing I do when I get on an airplane 
is I wipe down every surface with sanitizing wipes. And not nice, gentle, non-chemical baby wipes. I use the wipes with the chemicals that kill 99.9% of germs. Yeah, I'm that person. I started this at the suggestion of my pediatrician when I took my first flight with my son and the habit stuck. So now I even do that when I travel alone. Airplanes are not cleaned well in between flights, and there could be a lot of germs on all of those tray tables and armrests. And I'm a fan of reducing my exposure to bacteria and viruses as much as possible, even if it makes me look like a germaphobe and kind of a weirdo when I get on a flight. Any kind of public travel, airplanes, airports, trains, they're going to expose you to a lot of surfaces that a lot of other people are touching. And the number one thing that you can do to stay healthy when you're traveling is going to be to wash your hands frequently. That's going to be less of an issue if you're taking a road trip. Obviously, you want to wash your hands after hitting a gas station bathroom. Especially if you are flying, you want to be washing your hands often because airplanes and airports are not the cleanest environments and there are so many people in such a small space. So please wash your hands. There has been some concern over hand sanitizers and the ingredients that they use. Some ingredients like triclosan should be avoided. If you choose to pack a hand sanitizer in your carry-on, you can opt for one that's alcohol-based. Even if you do use hand sanitizers, they're not going to be as good as washing your hands with soap and water, but they're better than nothing at all. The next thing you can do to stay healthy when you're traveling is to drink water. This is one of the easiest ways to protect your health. I really cannot emphasize enough how crucial it is to stay hydrated. Airplanes and areas with air conditioning and recycled air can be really dehydrating. And unfortunately, I know that you can't bring a bottle of water through security when you're traveling in the airport. You can bring an empty bottle and then fill it up at a drinking fountain after you get through security or just buy a bottle of water once you're in. And remember that once you get on the airplane, it's probably going to be an hour or more before you're going to get an opportunity to get a glass of water or anything to drink. So plan ahead for that. And then when the flight attendant comes by to offer you a refreshment, ask for two waters. You can do that. Those tiny cups or those little bottles that they give you really don't hold very much liquid. And drinking a lot of water, I know, will make you have to hit the bathroom more often. Also not the most convenient on the airplane, but the good news is that that's going to be a good excuse to get up, to get out of your seat and move around. One thing that can happen when you're traveling, especially when you're sitting for a long time on a flight, is swelling and edema. And this can be an issue just when you're pregnant and not traveling. One thing you may find helpful is to avoid really salty foods, like the pretzels that they give you on an airplane. Foods that are high in salt make you retain more water, which can contribute to that edema or swelling. Drinking plenty of water is actually going to help reduce swelling. And I know that seems really counterintuitive, but staying hydrated is actually going to help your body retain less fluid. When you're traveling, you know that airport food is very expensive 
and I know that it can be challenging to find healthy options. Remember that you can bring a meal on the airplane with you. You just take it with you through security. This way, you know that you have a good meal that probably isn't going to cost you $18. It's also a good idea to bring some snacks with you. That's a skill that you are going to master as a mom. I always have tons of snacks with me, so you might as well start doing this now. If you bring your own snacks, you know that you have something healthy to munch on, and that's really going to come in handy if it takes forever to get a snack on the plane. It's going to save you money because you're not going to have to buy stuff. Plus, your flight could be delayed. You could be stuck in traffic in a car for a long time. So I do recommend that you bring some snacks. One thing you want to be careful of when you're traveling is heavy lifting. I know you might feel like you really need those two suitcases or that you have to pack all the things, but you want to be careful about lifting a heavy bag. Suitcases have wheels for a reason because they're heavy. So when you're packing, keep in mind that you don't want to be taking several suitcases through the airport if you can avoid it. Plus, extra fees being charged for check bags can really add a lot of expense to your trip, which I know makes it easy to try and pack a ton of things into your carry-on. If you do have a carry-on bag that's heavy, when you get onto your flight, If you need to put a heavy suitcase in the overhead compartment and you're traveling by yourself, please ask somebody next to you to lift it up for you. People tend to be very nice when you're pregnant and really accommodating. I'm sure that you can find someone to help you lift your bag. The last thing you want to do is get an injury lifting something heavy. A risk for traveling when you're pregnant, especially when you're flying, is that you are at a higher risk for blood clots. And these form when your blood changes from a liquid to a solid. Now, that's a good thing when your body needs to minimize blood loss during birth, but it's not so great when you're sitting for really extended periods of time. And when you're pregnant, all of the blood vessels around your pelvis and other places are going to be more compressed. And this happens as your uterus grows and puts more pressure on your pelvis. And this can cause blood flow to your legs to get slower especially when you're later on in your pregnancy. One of the best things you can do to combat this risk is to get up and move around. So if you're taking a road trip in the car, you're going to have a little more stretching room than you would on an airplane. You can also plan on making a few stops along the way, get out, walk around, stretch, hit the bathroom. On an airplane, the most convenient seat is probably going to be the aisle seat. You're going to have a little bit more room to stretch out. Also, it's easier to get up and walk around, go to the bathroom. But also, if you're sitting in a window seat, please do not feel bad about getting up, asking your neighbors to move so you can get up and move around. And the longer the flight you're on or the longer the road trip, the more of an issue this is going to be. So you're going to want to get up and move around frequently. Another thing you can do is to wear compression socks or compression stockings. These put mild pressure on your legs, so they have the most pressure on your ankles and then decreasing pressure as they move up your legs. If you get a pair of these for your trip, you're going to want to try them on before you go. You want to be careful that they're not cutting off any circulation and that they're comfortable. 
But these compression socks may make the work that your veins have to do a little bit easier. When you're pregnant, you definitely want to dress for comfort. And when you're traveling, I know that some people do this anyway. If you're used to traveling in heels and a really fashionable outfit, you might want to reconsider dressing more for comfort. Thankfully, most maternity clothes are really comfortable and you don't have to sacrifice style to be comfortable. Another tip when planning your travel outfit is to have a few layers on. This way you can adjust if you are too hot or too cold. Please wear comfortable shoes. And if you opt for sandals or flip-flops, throw a pair of socks in your carry-on. This way you can put them on if your feet get cold. So when you're planning your travel outfit, think about how comfortable you're going to be on your trip and take into consideration how long your travel time is, the possibility that you're going to get delayed, and what the weather is going to be like at your destination. If you are taking a road trip, obviously you want to wear your seatbelt. Also, don't sit closer to the steering wheel than you need to. And if you're in the passenger seat, you can even scoot your seat back. That way, in the event of an accident, that's going to give you more room to limit the impact to your belly. So stay as far from the steering wheel as you can while comfortably driving. And if you're in the passenger seat, scoot your seat back. Like you would for any trip, whether or not you're pregnant, you want to plan for things to keep you entertained on the drive or the flight. Podcasts, obviously, are perfect for that. You might want to download them before you go so that you have access to lots of stuff to listen to if you're not connected to Wi-Fi. If you want to be productive, this could be a good time to brainstorm some baby names, make a list of things for your baby registry, or you can just sit back, relax, and binge watch whatever show you've been meaning to catch up on. To recap today's episode, we talked about traveling when you're pregnant, which for the most part isn't that different than traveling during any time in your life, right? But there are some things that you want to be careful about. First, you want to stay hydrated. You want to wash your hands a lot and try and limit your exposure to germs. And you want to be getting up and moving around often. You don't want to be stuck in a seat for a really long period of time. And then everything else we talked about is pretty much just planning ahead. Make sure that you have something good to eat, that you have good snacks, that you're comfortable, and you have plenty of stuff to keep you entertained. I want to thank you for tuning into the Pregnancy Podcast today. I hope that you find this episode helpful. As always, you can contact me, Vanessa, at PregnancyPodcast.com. You can read the full article and resources that accompany this episode at PregnancyPodcast.com forward slash travel. Thank you to Mommy Steps for their support of this episode. You can save 20% off Mommy Steps and their parent company, Form Insoles, with the promo code FEET. And to check those out, go to PregnancyPodcast.com forward slash FEET. And thank you to Zoller for their support and for the promo code to save 25% off a one month supply on Amazon. For that promo code and to check out the vitamin, you want to go to pregnancypodcast.com forward slash vitamin. Mm-hmm.